0: The Truth is a Terrible Business Model, an essay by Matt Ruby. That's me. Recently, Tucker Carlson and Don Lemon got the axe on the same day. It was like the day the music died, but for cable news. And also, no one really cares. (laughs) I mean, I've got my fingers crossed we're about to get an Odd Couple reboot starring Tucker and Don. I mean, imagine the wacky hijinks when Don throws Tucker's spaghetti against the wall and then Tucker winds up, I don't know, blaming Ukraine, I guess? I still can't believe the Jesus loves guns crowd ever fell hard for a spray-tanned, bow-tied, educated at a boarding school in Switzerland guy who hates the elites? All right. I mean, his real name? Tucker Swanson McNear Carlson. Because nothing says not elite like having the middle name Swanson. (laughs) But seriously, where do these right-wingers think Fox broadcasters go when they leave their studio in Times Square? I'll give you a hint. They ain't hopping on a pontoon boat to go alligator wrestling. It's just con after con after con with these so-called men of the people. Now, Fox haters think this is all some kind of victory, but come on, we've been here before. It's silly to think detuckering is some kind of detox that solves anything. I mean, remember, before Tucker, the problem was Hannity. And before that, it was O'Reilly. And don't forget the shenanigans of past boogie casters like Megyn Kelly and Glenn Beck. It's time we stop fooling ourselves. It ain't the mouthpiece, it's the time slot. The person on camera is just a cog. The platform is what matters. They'll plug in the next commander of hate to the con, and the rage ship will sail on. And American grandpas will keep on watching as they curse the immigrants who clean their bedpans. Something that whole Fox News case revealed? The truth is a terrible business model. After Fox settled its lawsuit with Dominion Voting Systems, reporter Jeremy Peters had this to say about it on the Daily from the New York Times.
1: I don't think there's any version of this trial that would have changed Fox's behavior in any real and meaningful way. It's just too big a business for them. Mm. The notion that they would get crosswise with their audience is something we now know because of this lawsuit they're afraid of doing. And they don't see any business model in becoming a moderate, centrist, conservative network or in becoming a network that levels with its audience. This settlement is going to dent Fox, but it's not going to bankrupt it. It still has billions and billions of dollars. The way that Fox has settled this case shows us that that's a cost that they're perfectly acceptable writing down.
0: As always, follow the money. I mean, what's the reason for Fox to try being honest? Journalism? (laughs) Come on. That horse left the barn a long time ago. Now the right move is to give the people what they want throw incendiary opinions at them, make crap up, confirm their biases, and stroke their egos. The vaccines make people trans. Is it true? Who cares, as long as it feels good to your audience. Don't hate the network. Hate the predatory capitalist system that made putting sweaty Rudy on the air the right move for so long. In truth, what a lot of us long for is this retro news landscape that, in retrospect, was artificially propped up. When there were just three networks, news was a loss leader. We could have a Walter Cronkite because CBS didn't need the news division to actually make a profit. Now, every fraction of a rating point counts. So goodbye, factual Cronkite. And that's the way it is. And hello, rage screamer, Jeanine Pirro. In anarchy and chaos. Meanwhile, newspapers were buoyed by classified ads until Craigslist came along and pulled the rug out from all that. Now, journalism is left to fend for itself and is withering away. It's romantic to think revenue comes from all the president's men style reporting, but actually it's coming, if at all, from recipes and Wordle. But what about Substack's model? Well, it's great for personal niche stuff, but real reporting? I don't know. Good luck finding a Substacker willing to tell all their paying subscribers they're a bunch of dumb schmucks. The incentives are all toward congratulating the choir for getting it. I mean, except, of course, my Substack readers at mattruby.substack.com. Subscribers there truly do get it, and most certainly are not shmo- Okay, anyway, moving on. This isn't just happening in journalism, it's happening everywhere. Why would you take a nuanced, middle-of-the-road stance when you see all your edgy, hot-taking peers gaming the algorithm with a bunch of bullshit? No one wants to swim upstream and lose money doing it. So now we're left with just the coals of truth. And each day we pour more deep fakes, Photoshop portraits, and Drake singing the weekend tunes atop the embers. Good luck sussing out real from fake in the future. The truth is now negotiable. At least that's what ChatGPT just told me. Let's welcome in producer Jeremiah McVeigh for a little Q and McVeigh.
1: <laughs> See what I did there? Uh, yeah, I'm not sure how I feel about that, honestly. <laughs> um, so my first point is, how much do you think it helped Tucker Swanson Carlson when Parks and Recreation came out with this character, Ron Swanson, that everybody loves? Do you think it upped the cred of his name <laughs> just a little yeah. bit?
0: I don't know, but they do have a lot in common as far as personality type goes. So, uh, But probably not. I don't know if many people knew about his middle name being Swanson. Right,
1: sure. That's definitely true. I didn't know about that, so I guess it didn't help him that much.
0: I discovered it because I went to his Wikipedia page because I was about to write that he's a Dartmouth graduate. I was like, do I actually know that? Or do I just think he seems a lot like a Dartmouth graduate? <laughs> and so it turns out he didn't go to Dartmouth. He went to, I think, Trinity or some school in Connecticut. But like, he has that vibe.
1: <laughs> well, look, you did more fact checking than he's ever done right there. So fair. There you go. Fair. Um, you. <laughs> so I, I guess like when, it, when you get down to it, I, I try to avoid or I did try to avoid Tucker Carlson as much as I could. But, you know. I'd see him in clips online or in takedowns by other people or that kind of stuff. I mean, he always just seemed like the more palatable kind of network ready version of Alex Jones in in this incarnation of Tucker Carlson anyway, because he's been through so many incarnations throughout the years, moving further and further to this reactionary right position that he may or may not actually believe which is totally debatable. Same goes for Alex Jones, really, when you get down to it. Um, but I don't know. It Does he s- just seem like he's aiming for that palatable Alex Jones position or that's what he was doing? Does that matter anymore? <laughs> I mean, relatively speaking, I, I guess you could argue he's a little bit more
0: high-minded than Alex Jones, who seems a bit off the rails and just like uh, actually like – dealing with mental health issues, whereas Tucker seems a, a little bit more conscientious about what he's doing and, and uh, strategic and manipulative about his approach to things, which is probably why he reached a bigger platform than Alex Jones. But yeah, I think they're probably tapping into some primal thing amongst their core audience, which is like, we've been wronged and they're lying to us and the mainstream media is all BS and you know they are doing something to... We and you know all that you know populist kind of uh, r- rile people up stuff. so there's certainly overlap on some level. but I'd say Tucker is has at least up to this point was a little more uh strategic about how
1: he approached it. Yeah, I think the main thing is they both seemed very much into replacement theory,
0: which and also the way you have to sort of hide and massage replacement theory all the time is kind of yeah. fascinated to me in, as a Jew in part because I'm like, okay, who's doing what to yeah. whom exactly? And who's behind? Why? You know, even even the amount that we're hearing the phrase Soros-backed prosecutors nowadays mm-hmm. is this constant sort of like, okay, I just think Soros-backed is a nice way
1: to say uh, the Jews are behind it. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I mean, it's definitely code for that. It has been for a while. But it, yes, it's gained a new prominence in recent years, Skill even and beyond it. where it was. But- skill in its own right nowadays how do you get
0: those ideas out to your audience but also with uh, via language that offers enough plausible deniability that if someone says you're like a monster you can be like no i didn't i didn't say anything right. monstrous you know so it's it's just sort of like this game that we're all playing now
1: right yeah and of course the the signature tucker carlson move was always he never or rarely, I think, said the thing. He always asked the question about the thing: right, right. could it be this? Could it be that? But he never said it was that. Or
0: yeah, it's always they. They're trying to do this. They're tra- like, yeah. who? Who is doing this? Like, right. I, I just can we? Can we get a couple names?
1: So you did bring up Substacks in there, and I'm kind of curious where you think those fit in a little more broadly than than the quick mention of them. Um, in the piece like uh, like what do you think of people who moved to substack it, it seems like it's a place for opinion columnists who've uh, largely a place for opinion columnists who have sort of lost their platform elsewhere i'm not saying it's fully that but it it, it is a place for that among other things
0: well now you also have people who are seeking it. I mean, it's a better, like if you have a following and you can make way more money there, then right. like, why are you staying with your platform or publication or, or you know, what have you that's uh, kind of holding you back and taking your money? I guess on some level, you could view it that way. Um, I am, uh, I have a Substack. I am a fan of like their approach in many ways. I think it's, you know, especially if you don't need that platform or that distribution and you can reach your audience directly. Uh, I like that it works around the algorithm, that it's not, you know, it's a direct way to connect with your audience, same way Patreon is. Um, so those are all things that I like about it. And I think it's good for a certain type of writer. I'm just not sure it's good for journalism. The idea that we don't have editors, that, uh, you know, a lot of people who have the biggest subscriber bases, it's because they're leaning into being very partisan in some manner. Um, you know, so we're, we're moving away from the, the pretense of objectivity. Um, And then, like, I just always um, uh, follow the money, look at the incentives kind of guy. And if, you know, you've got a, uh, let's say you're an Andrew Sullivan or Matt Taibbi or someone like that, Barry Weiss, you've got a bunch of people subscribing to you because they're expecting to hear one specific viewpoint. They're expecting to hear their views reinforced um, and they're the ones who are paying you. The incentives are really against, you know, speaking truth to, you know, we think about speaking truth to power, but in this equation, the power lies with your subscriber base. So can you really speak the truth to them if you're telling them that they're wrong or dumb or have missed the point? I mean, some subscribers might actually, you know, value that. I think you have all these, the vaccines and the trans and all these different like conspiracy theory issues coming together in this sort of conspiracy unity theory and like, are you able to tell your audience that supports you in one of those areas that they're totally wrong in another one of those areas? Or do you just keep quiet about it? So there's no agreed upon reality. And so you're going to get your flavor from this, these three sub stack authors you subscribe to, but you know, then you go home and have a conversation with some family member and they have no idea what you're talking about. And you you realize you're living in completely different realities. And, and how are we as a society
1: supposed to move forward if, if that's the case? Well, just one last quick thing, maybe. Tucker Carlson is he going to run for president <laughs> no it's you don't not. think so he spoke in Iowa last year that's what everybody always points to when they have that that theory well he had the platform before and I think now he's doesn't have a platform and
0: I, I think running for president's a sucker's bet you, you know if you're a, a media person stick with stick
1: with the cush gig right well he doesn't have one right now
0: so. All right, that's fair. I mean, that that's a that's an interesting. Why would you run for president? Uh, I got nothing else to do right now., I mean, no. <laughs> Tucker, Carlson, Marianne Williamson debate would be rather glorious to witness.
1: Mm, that's one word for it.
0: <laughs> and now, for some quick. Every private karaoke room is basically an escape room to me. Hey, are you guys married? Well, no, but we run an Instagram account together. Oh, so it's serious. When I meditate, I'm supposed to listen to the sounds around me. I always hear two things off in the distance, ambulance sirens, and construction noises. Lesson learned, we are constantly being destroyed and rebuilt at the same time. You can subscribe to or follow this show just about anywhere you listen to podcasts. If you have a moment, please rate and review the show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Good Pods, or anywhere else that allows you to do that. And when I say that, I mean like, leave it a good review. I, I feel like that's obvious, but if, you, if you're just going to leave it a bad review, you, you don't have to. Anyway, it helps others find the show, which I really appreciate. Uh, if you want to reach out to me directly, you can email me at mattruby at hey.com. That's mattruby at H-E-Y.com. And if you like this podcast, you should subscribe to The Rube's Letter where what you just heard first appeared. You can find that at mattrubycomedy.com slash subscribe. And while you're at mattrubycomedy.com, you can also find links to my Instagram, Twitter, YouTube, and TikTok, where I post clips of my stand-up and other stuff too. Thanks so much for listening. I appreciate it.
1: This podcast is produced by Stereoactive Media.